Hey guys, welcome back. Another edition of the Detour Live. I've still got a bit of the Joe Cockers this morning, but uh, give me a couple <laughs> more days to be able to shake it. I'm your host, Dan Jones, joined as always by four time national road champion from Australia, Johnny Javaro. If he uh, is a pretty good stage, uh, stage two, I mean, they had the uh, obviously the bridge, the battle of the bridge lined up, expecting massive crosswinds. Uh, when we went up to the start of the bridge, we had the uh, the King Kangas, a bit of a wind meter. So we had a look at the flag and there was a bit of a roaring head crosswind. But uh, yeah, what, what what did you make of the stage, mate? Well, I, I was surprised in a couple of ways. I was surprised at the start. Everyone obviously was nervous about the bridge or whatever, but they just let, you know, Maggie, was, uh, Magnus Court jumped up the road. Uh, and uh, uh, of course, Dane Isha, he wants to get in that break. And then he got uh, joined by the, the Norwegian guy, and then the, and then the uh, the other guy, two uh, BNB guys, come across. But no one else. I, 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 the fact that you know the, the main teams wanted to uh, that suited them to let a little break of four, but everyone else just gave up. I thought Stuart of France. We've been watching every Grand Tour we've watched recently. That, that to get in the break, it's been like an hour of fifty k an hour. You know. When, Every day on the Giro to get in that break, yeah. and, and everyone just let it go. All the other teams that needed to be going soft, John. Well, I, I, almost like they were too nervous. Everyone was that nervous about this bloody bridge. Yeah. Anyway, it turned out. Well, the, the first if, crash if, if, on if, the if bridge hadn't been the headwind. Hadn't been the headwind. It would have been absolutely chaotic. It would have been all over the place like a dog's yeah. dinner. But that yeah. headwind just contained everything, so it made all yeah. the difference. But <laughs> that big crashes, they happened one k earlier. Well, mm. what would the difference be? I mean, you got sixty or eighty bike riders who end up getting a bunch of time who all would have been lost, including uh, our the mate pog. the Pog. He would have yeah. been. He would have lost a couple of minutes. So, yeah, it, it, it turned out amazing, and uh, the crowds yeah. unbelievable. I mean, you always see big crowds when you have three days in another country. They always get behind it. You know, you remember any time they've yeah. gone to the places like the UK. But well, the Yorkshire uh, one was amazing. Forth. Matter of fact, I've yeah. just been texting back and forth with Whitey. Uh, and I just uh, technically try and get him on. But um, he said these are the biggest crowds he'd seen in the tour since Yorkshire or other than Yorkshire because Yorkshire was the biggest uh, he, he, I'd ever seen, uh, hmm. but I don't know. I'm not there, but I reckon it was even bigger. It looked to me. I, I, I'm watching it. I'm thinking, you know, you started 30k out of uh, Copenhagen, and, and there's just millions of people along the road. It was just mind-boggling. Yeah, no, it was crazy. Um, I obviously got a few interviews before the start. Uh, I'll show you the first batch uh, of the interviews pre-start, and then I'll show you the the Kangaroo Awards. Because uh, we've got a pretty grab with Eves Lampard. Well, I just heard, I just heard back from Whitey. It's, if you if you flick him a thing now, he can come on quickly uh, straight away. But because he's right. got to go, so I reckon it'd be worth talking to him. Because right. uh, yeah, there's the link, mate. All right, sending the link. All right, we'll uh, just paddle it out and wait for Whitey. Well, we, we're going to be talking to him. We, he's probably going to be talking about Dylan. So he he told me that he was wrapped. In the way the team rode, they just there was just one mistake in the finale, and I know exactly where it was too. And that 
corner about 700 out. He was right in the right spot and it just got squeezed. <clears throat> but we'll talk, and also talk about uh, uh, my pick, Caleb, because mm. uh, I was listening to the commentary, a couple of different channels, commentators sort of saying he's not in great form or whatever. He's in sensational form. The way he put them away in the intermediate sprint shows he's got the form. <laughs> he can't mm. take anything away from the guy who won, but he would have been there. But he got ran into it. It was great to listen to. I know you got a little grab with him because I've I've seen it. So I'm looking forward to listening to that too. But uh yeah, it was a, an amazing finish. I'm really Fabio Yakuta. It's a beautiful story. You know, we all know. I suppose we've got to talk, but talk about it. He died a couple of years ago, but um, that's the facts. And it's his first Tour de France, and to come out like that with all of the uh, the stuff with Lefebvre leaving out Cav. Well, as he said, I don't have to justify myself. I'll just keep winning, is what he said. Yeah. <laughs> two out of two. He shut everyone up there, hasn't he? Um, we've got a couple of live questions. Stuart McIntosh, great question on the family farm to Eve's Dan. Keep coming up with different angles. And didn't your old Maggie put on a show for the Danish fans? Great work all around. We're going to show that interview a little bit later. Uh, Magnus is the winner of the Kangaroo. So I'll be presenting him with the Stage 2 award this morning. I'll be winding him up because when Magnus first came to Green Edge, uh, he didn't really know anyone. So they said, oh, you know, get around the new guy. So I used to give him haircuts in Girona for a <laughs> bottle of warm beer. Uh, and he's, he's such a funny, dry-witted guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all he oh, does mate. is wear denim. We had him on the show, obviously. Yeah, uh, I remember. That was great. Ago, yeah. But what I loved about it, was, hey, he got out. First one, as soon as they fired the gun, you know, they had to wait a little while while a couple got back from punctures mm. and stuff. He was upright straight away, started the break, and then yeah. he went for those three – uh, uh, KOMs. As soon as he got the third one, which meant he gets the journey tomorrow, it was celebration like he just won the stage oh, yeah. and he's yahooing. Yeah, and it was he's waving the crowd. And then when uh, he was up on the podium, like, you know, you saw the photo uh, yeah. or the images of Maggie, he just looked like a cheeky little school kid. You know? <laughs> and they were just chanting his name and he was just, yeah, 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 yeah. No, sensational. Uh, a couple more uh, comments. Gavin says a cookie cutter sort of stage with some interesting last 20 Ks. Uh, Sally says enjoyed seeing Eve's Lampart reaction to the kangaroo. Seemed genuinely touched. He did. Uh, and that was advice from George Bennett and Sam Bewley. I said, you know, what what would a European rider like? And they said, I'll get like a little kangaroo. They'll love that. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see the reaction. That was, what, that was a beautiful interview. I mean... Chapeau to you, mate, because you're asking uh, the, the, the good questions. You know, I set the high standard, I set the bar yeah. high after the Giro, and you've stepped right up there, no problems at all. Yeah. But um, no, but he, he was just such a nice guy. Such a he nice just guy, uh, yeah. came out in, in, in the interview. So uh, a bit of yeah. time for him. Yeah. Uh, Skull, what's on your shirt, Dan? Uh, it is a dog wearing a hat with hair. So. <laughs> Fiona says, Dad, we need you to be well for our couch Peloton fix. Maybe soothing honey tea to help. We can't do the tour without you. It's not the same. Absolutely loving the Daily King of Prize. Thanks, Fiona. I will get on to the uh, hot tea. And the Wheel Wizard doesn't miss a trick. He says, uh, Can you tell me why Vinegard is not in the white jersey, Iffy? When it's under 26, story is under 26, he's 25 plus 103 days, and Vinegar is 80 days older. That's a good question, uh, but it's under twenty six for the. Yeah, no, I can't answer that. 
I can't answer that. It's no. a good question. But there were, well, and obviously we've got something wrong, but we'll have to check that one out for him. Um, and he, now, Will was ahead of go at me uh, for saying vinegar wrong. Well, he spelled it wrong then, so he's got two G's. It's vinegar gar. Okay. So there you go. Will was it? You got it wrong. Spell. Get your spelling right, mate. <laughs> oh, well, let's uh, let's run these interviews anyway. And if Whitey comes on, they only go for a couple of minutes. So yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. All right, here's the interviews from. Before the start. Hello, Bjorn. Obviously a big day today, mate. Uh, how, how are you feeling coming into this stage? Uh, yeah, I feel pretty good. Um, yeah, should be the first rinse opportunity, but you know, I think it's uh, there's there's a fair bit of, bit of chance of crosswinds today, so we'll see what happens. What's always fascinating me is every team wants to be at the front, near the final. How do you navigate that other than a bit of argy-bargy and old-school hip and shoulders? Um, well, I think we have the benefit, you know, we have a team pretty much full of classics riders almost so uh, big units too yeah yeah, yeah so uh, you know I think we'll have a, a bit of an advantage there but yeah like you said you know every DS is saying to their riders be at the front and there's 200 guys trying to be at the front and obviously it's not not enough uh, room for that so yeah it'll make uh, I think it'll make it a bit of carnage and a bit of technical final there I think 2.8 to go there's a hard right and then a hard left at the end done a bit of research mate uh, but yeah I mean you must be well versed as to where to be at what time yeah, I think, you know, the, the more technical the final, the better for me. So, uh, yeah, I think there's going to be a, a big race off the bridge and then uh, a big race into the, the last left-hander uh, with 700 to go. And then uh, I think it's just going to be who, who has the most guys left at the end there after that 700 metres that will uh, get the lead out right. Well, all the best, mate. I'm sure all of Australia will be cheering you on. Cheers. Thanks. Uh, Matt White, I was just thinking, it's been a long time since the team had a pure sprinter at the Tour de France. Uh, how does it feel coming into the first sprint stage this year exciting mate it's exciting it's also uh it's a different stress as well when you haven't got a gc guy obviously when you've got a gc leader which we've had for many many years here you've always got to have 100 percent attention of where that guy is and we're going into the race with more of a one-day mindset and we can attack a day like today as it as it's our last so it's exciting and uh dylan's really uh, looking forward to uh, show his wares back on the biggest stage in uh, world cycling i'd argue that it's more fun having just going for the sprints because it is a circus at the best of time the Tour de France but when you can really just hone in on those particular days I think you know do you find that it is better for maybe the staff and that as well? Oh it's going back to our roots isn't it? Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's how we started uh, as a bunch of opportunists and uh, we, well, we came here the first couple of years with Gossie uh, but that was a long time ago and uh, Dylan's been a really good acquisition to the team this year Already had five wins, but uh, we're looking at winning here on the biggest stage with him, and uh, that first goal starts today. Well, one thing with sprinters is, you know, they do feed off confidence, and, you know, Dylan seems like that rider that is confident in his ability that must give confidence to the guys around him. It is, and it, look, I don't think it's ever been easy. It's never easy changing teams. You know, Dylan's basically spent a vast majority of his career at Jumbo Visma, and, but the change has been a good one this year. Uh, you know, the key for us has been uh, Luca Mezgetz. You know, he's uh, the professor has been a really, really valuable link with with Dylan, and uh, the vast majority of their race program has been together this year, and they've developed a really, bo a really strong bond, very, very quickly. I think that's going to hold us in good stead for the tour. And also having Dylan that takes a bit of the pressure off Bling for those sort of medium finishes. Oh, 100%. And we've we've got that we've got that ability there that if something happens, uh, crosswinds or the stage is too hard for Dylan. 
that we've got Bling there as backup. And then also, Bling has also evolved a lot over the years. You know, he's, he's never has been a pure sprinter. He's very, very fast. But what he's evolved over the last couple of years there is his best chance at winning here in the Tour de France is going to be probably in a medium mountain stage or a very selective final. Oh, it's the old Green Edge one-two punch. <laughs> hey, it's, good, it's a good one to have. It's a good one to have. All right, well, we've crossed from Matt White pre-start to Matt White live. <laughs> How's it going, Whitey? Go, Whitey. Yeah, good, yeah, good mate. Uh, we were just discussing then, there was obviously a big build-up to the battle on the bridge. Uh, There's obviously a few nerves, but uh, how did it pan out in the end for you guys? Oh, well, it could always go better unless you're winning, couldn't it? So you, you got to analyse what happened yesterday, and I think we, we went through the process really well as a, as a team there. And one one small uh, mistake cost us in the final, but uh, the boys uh, rode really committed, a real good focus from the guys yesterday, and uh, today we had another chance to uh, to turn things around. If he... Yeah, I, I, I watched it, the... the... At one stage, you had the whole team in line when it was the crunch was on, uh, and uh, it looked fantastic. And really, it was up to into the last kilometre. It was all looking perfect. But then uh, I know exactly where the spot you were when it took that bend. It got squeezed. Dylan got just squeezed that, that bit far back and never really recovered from that. Yeah, it's you now this is a Tour de France. We the boys actually did a very good job to actually avoid the crashes during the day today and that's sometimes you've got to, you've got to expend a little bit more energy to to stay in the front when it matters but at the end of the day no one none of our guys were involved in any of those crashes yesterday and yeah you make a mistake at that speed uh this is the tour de france and uh, and you end up paying for it but uh i said we had a really good debrief yesterday real constructive and uh looking forward to see what the guys can uh, can do today You've got. Uh, I noticed you've got. You talk about the yin and the yang. You've got the the the, the Jansen and the Jensen, and they both did a fantastic job. The, the two Nords uh, yesterday. Uh, Chris was you know very strong on the front earlier in the day, but I was very impressed with uh, the Norwegian Jensen in that in that finale. He was really really strong. Yeah. Look, he uh, the one of the reasons we we brought him across to the team there is we noticed what he was actually doing at Jumbo Visma. And funny enough, uh, he was actually doing it for Dylan uh, So a couple of years ago. So when Dylan was one, was winning stages in the Tour of France a couple of years ago with Jumbo Visma, he was his P3. So there was him, him and then um, uh, Turnison was his last man. So they've, they have experience working with each other. And yeah. Old Armand there, he's, uh, he had a big crash last year in the Tour de France and basically it ruined the second half of his season last year and then he got uh, COVID pretty bad early in the, early in the, this year and it's it's uh, the first time I think we've seen him on really really good form for, for 12 months and uh, it's, it's perfect timing and but it, we we know he's got the experience to uh, to do that role and uh, it was very uh, really good boost of confidence for for Armand and obviously for us as a group that uh, that 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 talent that uh, that feel for those sprints hasn't gone anywhere. Now, last question from me because I know you, you've got to go. Um, the, the whole COVID situation, I, I see, you know, that Jumbo lost nearly half their staff uh, went out the other day. Um, what's it like on the ground there right now? Uh, well, John, you were at the Giro. It, look, if I think there's there's two big stresses here, and uh, one's the racing, but the other one is something that we that we've only got partly control of, and that that. 
situation is that most of most of Europe has given up on COVID. You know, it doesn't. If you came, if you if you left the bubble of cycling into the streets of Denmark, you wouldn't know that the pandemic even existed. And the battle for us and the challenge for us is uh, to keep our staff and especially our riders uh, COVID free over the next three weeks. And even now at hotels, it's not law for people serving us to wear masks. So we're taking all the precautions we, we, we can, but uh, at the end of the day, um, I think we do a very good job. There's a reason, I think, once bitten, twice shy, and uh, we paid a price back in 2020 at the Giro uh, when it was our biggest goal of the year, and we were doing everything we could there. But um, that was at the start of the pandemic, and since then uh, we've had uh, we've had a good run at these races because we are taking every precaution possible. But it's, it's one of those things that it's always in the back of my mind because um, you know it's something that we can't see or or, or feel, and uh, we're just it's waiting for the next test and, and hoping that everyone returns uh, a negative test because at the end of the day there's people now who are going positive with absolutely no symptoms. And we've got bubbles within bubbles. So obviously the rider bubble is the most crucial one. So anyone who's in contact with, with the guys always has to wear a mask. That includes when they're on the massage table and all the staff around them. And then the staff bubble, well, obviously we're eating together, we're rooming with, with, with each other and working with each other. So the most important thing is is to keep that bubble safe on the outside. And that's when we come into people who, who aren't in our team, even even with other teams that uh, we wear a mask and, and, and try to keep a safe distance away because at the end of the day, no one else on the ground here is getting tested besides uh, the people directly involved in the teams and and certain members of the ASO. Speaking I hope no prick mask. burst the bubble. Is that right? Yeah. I hope no prick burst the bubble. Yes. Uh, right. You were doing yeah. the best job of, of every team. You did it at Giro, mate, without doubt. So uh, good on you, pal. Well, I was just saying, speaking of COVID, Marcin Page says, time for a new mask, Jones. That one looks like something Borat would wear. I put it in the dryer <laughs> before I come over and it shrunk. So it's a bit too tight. And on my book head, it looks terrible. Hey, before you go, Will Wizard keeps bugging us. He said, Mr. White will know exactly what is the cutoff limit for the under-26 white jersey classification because he couldn't work out why Vinegard's not in the white jersey uh, and Store is under-26. He said they're twenty five plus hundred three days. But I can tell you why. He's, I can tell you why he's not in because but he puts your cars in front of him on the GC. Well, there you go. There's the answer. Put your cars third on GC. Well, there you go. Well, what? I didn't think of it before. All that stuff. He's normally <laughs> red hot. He's I know. <laughs> uh, before you go, Waddy, last one for me. Crowds, mate. Is that the biggest crowds you've seen? No, the uh, the biggest crowds I've seen. It's the second big, the second biggest. The biggest yeah. crowds, the biggest crowds were Yorkshire. I, I, I don't think that'll, I don't think that'll ever be beaten. But uh, Yorkshire was another level. But uh, yesterday was very, very impressive. I, uh, it was quite funny because I was reconning the stage a couple of days ago, and uh, the only thing I saw was a couple of sheep out in those fields. There. <laughs> and uh, hours or seventy-two hours later, that was just wall to wall. Amazing. And, and, the, the Danes, the Danes are, are nuts about cycling, and Tuesday came out and supported the race yesterday. It was, uh, yeah, it, 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 it's a challenge to take the, these events outside outside of France logistically, but when you see the the ability for us to take our sport and the biggest event of our sport to another another audience, and they come out and support the race and the teams the way they did, it certainly makes the effort worthwhile. 
Um, you must have got a laugh when you saw Maggie get the mountain jersey and give the celebration and get the crowd going. <laughs> you obviously know Maggie really well. Gave me starting the world tour. Yeah, mate. He uh, well, he, he's he's a homeboy. He comes from a he comes from a little island called Bjorn, uh, which is a little island off uh, off Sweden actually. But so he's not from mainland Denmark. But he's uh, nah, he's uh, he's a great lad. And uh, I actually I uh, we had a bit of a chuckle in the car there when he put the hammer down and uh, the put the poor old Frenchies in the locker and they never came back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> third year, and the poor old, the poor poor lads from the French team never saw never saw him again. He uh, he's a class act, and you saw uh, you saw at the Welter last year, and he oh, he's he's won multiple stages in Grand Tours before, but uh, he is one class act and a, and a very very young, very very nice lad. Mm. Uh, Will Wizard said he's not listed in the top twenty seven riders. He's not letting this one go. So he's not in okay. the classification. So okay. Well, I know why he's not wearing the jersey, but I can't answer the rest. We'll check it out yeah. for we'll you. Though. Find we'll find out. We will get on that. <laughs> we'll anyway, we better let you go, Whitey. Uh, good luck today. Uh, hopefully, it's a uh, a big day for Dylan and the team. And um, yeah, we'll check in again soon, mate. Yeah, I think I think uh, the weather it certainly looks a lot calmer wind wise today, but uh, unfortunately, there's uh, there's a pretty good chance of rain. So that'll obviously add a little bit of different dynamics to the racing, but uh, there certainly won't be as much wind as there was uh, as yesterday. All right. Good stuff, All right. mate. Thanks, Whitey. Speak to you soon. Right. Cheers, Whitey. See you, mate. Mate, White, we're going to take a quick uh, drinks break. When we come back, I'll show the videos of the Kanga presentation, so stay tuned. Look at this bike. You think it's just a bike, right? But it's not. <clears throat> it's a bike. 374 people are looking at this guy, this girl, them, all looking at it. People from here, there, and wherever this is. People that are looking for a bike. Or just a piece of it. Amateurs. Semi-amateurs. And pro-amateurs. This guy wants this bike, but with this crank and these bars. This could be the perfect match. But not this one. This girl has a bike to sell, and thousands of people might purchase it. Eyes on Bikes help grow small businesses. His, hers, yours, and the latest data and insights help those businesses keep moving. We are the world's number one bike marketplace, with over 500,000 products and 900 brands, where buyers and sellers are brought together in a place where a bike is never just a bike. Bike Exchange, where the world buys, sells, learns, and rides. Thanks again to Bike Exchange for their amazing support. If you need anything, if you bike related, get across to bikeexchange.com.au. Just get anything anywhere in the world. They're the yeah, you know, bike exchange are the biggest. Just jump on board right. and you'll get whatever you want. All right. Kangaroo presentation time. Uh we had two uh, ceremonies. We had the consolation prize with Michael Matthews and obviously uh the winner with Eve Lampart. So let's have a look. Michael Matthews, I've got good news and bad news. What's that, mate? Good news is you were nominated for the Couch Peloton Ride of the Day. Today? Yeah, from, from the time trial, because you were the top placed Australian. Uh-huh. Bad news is you didn't win. You got knocked off by Lampard, but you know, he won the yellow jersey. But, like member of primary school, you get a consolation prize. <laughs> you get the Couch Peloton sticker, it's a badge of honour. Now, have you seen the film Gladiator? Yes. 
Remember that famous line, win the crowd, win your freedom? Yeah. Got a challenge for you. You're big on socials. Find a nice place to stick that. Yeah. Use the hashtags. And, mate, you'll, you've already got a big support, but it'll just go viral. All right, I'll give it a crack. <laughs> Thanks for the vote. Was it a vote? Or? Yeah, it was a vote on oh, Twitter. Oh, great. You were Thanks close. Very much. Close. Thanks very much. Um, yeah, I, I, I was really happy with my ride yesterday. I think, um, obviously, the rain was different for different guys, and I got a, a whole heap of the rain in my ride. So, I mean, I gave my best. I, I risked as much as I thought was necessary, but, um, yeah, there were other guys just faster on the day. So, another day today. We've got a good sprint with Dylan, so uh, looking forward to it. But it's a good uh, test to show that your legs are very good. And yeah, that must give you confidence. Yeah, I think um, better than I felt last week in Swiss in the time trial. So, uh, nah, the power was good, everything, the speed was good. So, looking good for the next three weeks. Well, and I'm sure, mate, when you do find those legs and find the stage, there's a plush kangaroo up for grabs if you do win right of the day, mate. So, it's all chips in. I'll take the kangaroo, mate, that's for sure. <laughs> all right, mate, thanks, guys. Cheers. Eve, Eve congratulations, my friend. Uh, not Thank just you. on the yellow jersey, but you're the first winner of the Couch Paladon Ride of the Day. Oh, nice. Everyone in Australia voted for you, my friend. Oh. And how does it feel? Yeah, special. Special to to see the, the people from the other side of the world. They were also uh, yeah. enthusiastic about me. Yes, thank you. And the Australians have the worst time zone to watch the tour. It finishes at 2 in the morning, but they were wrapped to see you win. You're yeah. a big personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice, nice. I say keep watching the, the race. <laughs> and nice. yeah, and today it's a big, big stage for you guys. Yes, indeed. We have uh, Marco, uh, Marco, uh, Fabio Jakobsen to, mm. to do the bus sprint today, and uh, we hope uh, to maybe take again a victory today. And I saw in an interview you said, "I'm just a farmer's son." What sort of things did you have on the farm? Was it sheep, cows? Uh, no, we, we we only had vegetables on the farm. Oh, good. Uh, like uh, leek, uh, cauliflowers. Uh, zucchini. So, so you're uh, fit at a young age because they're yeah, healthy yeah, food. Yeah, I had a wonderful uh, youth uh, in the past, uh, although I had to work a, a lot, quite a lot on the farm, but uh, it's it's crazy that you come from the field and you, you go in the biggest race of, of the year, uh, of the world also, and you take the yellow jersey, it's, it's difficult to understand. That's crazy, mate. Congratulations and good luck today. Thank you. What goes through your mind when you there we go. Uh, you worried I played you, that um, video yesterday? Yeah, we yesterday. Yeah, no, we didn't. You play did it, play it yesterday. On yes, you did. Detour podcast. Yeah. How did I? How did I play it yesterday when I recorded it three hours after we did? Oh, it? you just sent it to me yesterday, did you? And I, yeah. oh, and, and, and ah, okay. I'm thinking yeah. I've already seen it. Yeah. Uh, that's all right. You know, it was a lovely story yeah. <laughs> that when he won the uh, the Belgian road title. Because he won a few times, when he won the Belgian road title, he bought the t- his teammates a mini tractor each. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, it, was a, it was a working model or whatever, but he gave them all a, a, you know, a good about watches, and whatever. He gave out mini tractors. Now, you sent me a link to a video that Lotto posted, which explains why Caleb uh, didn't compete in the sprint. It's a so let's just hear it straight from the horse's mouth. Hey, Caleb, how was your day? What happened today? Hey, how was your day? What happened today? Caleb, what happened there in the sprint? Where do you want me to start speaking from? The bridge. Oh yeah, I was in pretty good position on the bridge and then the first important point was the corner coming off the bridge. And I was in, it was pretty messy coming off there and I was in pretty good position. And then I made up some positions in the corner, <clears throat> the first right-hander and then the second left-hander. And then it was 
kind of headwind all the way from like two and a half k to go till 700 meters to go and uh it was super messy there was like one big crash but it was behind me um and then I just I can't really remember what happened I was just I remember it was just messy and I was like fighting for wheels looking to I don't know to who had the, the best lead out and then I actually turned the final corner in the last 700 metres in, in really good position I was just behind I think Sargon and Jakobsen um, and then there was kind of like a prop on the bridge and then someone ran into my derailleur and it was bent and it was just like my gears was like skipping and I thought I'd just sprint anyway to, to try to get some points I knew it was probably going to be too hard to win with skipping gears and then like in the last few hundred meters my chain just went like between my 11 and the frame so then I just like couldn't actually even pedal anymore so a bit disappointing but yeah. did you get any points in the finish yeah yeah I think maybe a few so you had some points like four points though four is better than none eh? yeah intermediate I felt really good yeah gave me a bit of confidence but then yeah well I felt good in the finish as well so that's, I mean it's always disappointing when uh, like a mechanical or something forces you out of the, like out of contention well there you go um now, it's funny, whenever you hear Yorker talk, like, you know, he stirs them up. He goes, you still got points, yeah? But they're not points. Uh, righto, stage three, Ify, huge tip. You heard from White, it's going to be wet. The wind's not going to be as yep. bad. Uh, well, I, I, I still go back to uh, my same tip for yesterday, Caleb. Uh, you know, Caleb's good in the intermediate. Form. Yeah. Oh, he looked great. Seriously, I was very impressed with Fabio Jakobsen in the finale yesterday because, you know, I love what I loved about was two things. <laughs> One, when he came in with Sag, Sagan, 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 whatever you want to say, Sagan, who was rough as buggery in these sprints, actually yeah. tried to intimidate and he leaned on him. The way he just bounced off him and took the other line, it was just sensational. Did not affect him. Someone who nearly died in a sprint crash two years ago, you can see that it's not even in his mind. He just banged Sagan out of the way and then went down the other side. And the way he finished, I mean, 50 metres to go, it didn't look like he, maybe a third. And the way he just flew home, that was very impressive. I have no doubt that the two fastest guys here are Fabio and Caleb. And so I'm looking forward to them too, without any issues, uh, uh, spring it out. And I'm told that the finish in uh, Son- Sonderberg is uh, actually uh, really you know, one of the best in, 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 in the not too many obstacles or things in the way. So it should be a ripper. And I think we'll see uh, uh, Dylan up there as well. So I'm l- looking forward to a, a great one. And it's Van Art. <laughs> how great Van Art or Thou Art or whatever, mm. because he was sensational uh, as, yeah. as always. So, yep, yeah, it'll be a ripper. And uh, women's Giro, Marianne Voss, if he is that a 31st Giro stage win? Yeah, yeah, evidently. Um, she is amazing. Um, you know, she she went early yesterday, the day before and uh, got beaten in a photo finish. Uh, this time she went early again and they couldn't run her down. And uh, second is the uh, young Dutch girl with the coolest name in, in cycling, 
Charlotte Cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> pretty pretty lame. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, but she was yeah, third, dad joke. Yeah, third uh, the day before and second yesterday. So going very quick. Uh, and Lisa Balsamo, world champion, uh, was, was third and uh, still holds the lead. She's uh, six seconds in front of Marianne. Uh, Georgia Baker, third at 12. Uh, there was a split, so they, a group of them lost six seconds. So Kristen uh, Faulkner has dropped back to fourth at 14 seconds. So they're still in the mix. See, Spratty, she might be down about 19th, but she is only 31 seconds down. So you remember this, uh, you know, we've got a few... Uh, tough days to come, so we'll see how uh, uh, Amanda goes. Mm. Uh, a couple more comments before we wrap things up. Jakobsen was the boss today, stage two, and he's looking good for tomorrow. Hope to see Dylan right there at the end too. That's from uh, Francisco Luna. Uh, and Prasad says, hi, good morning. Just wanted to check that all the riders are safe in yesterday's crashes. Uh, any, I don't think there's been any reports. They all finished, and I... Don't think there's any bad ones. Uh, there was a lot of very lucky people. I think there's a few who were just let out the back and just rode in with them and got given the time as well. But not that it matters. I mean, for most of those people, whether you lose a minute or not, doesn't really matter. It's only the GC guys. And yeah. uh, as a few of them got caught up in that yesterday, um, including uh, the, the race favourite, um, um, Pogacar. Pogacar. Not- Pogacar. Our mate Nolsey wants to know, is backstage pass on again this year? Of course. Um, Sam's over there with the Green Edge boys doing content every day. So uh, make sure you check out their social channels. Um, They'll be posting lots of good content. All right. If you've got to wrap things up, got to head off to the start, mate. So we're going to wind up Magnus Court. Any other requests? I'm going to try and get uh, Garen Thomas as well. He's good value. So I'll ask him about the gillet um, (laughs) to see how he's traveling. He'll, he'll give us good content. So yeah, yeah they, they looked uh, – the, the teams that really impressed me yesterday, their strength was, was uh, Jumbo because they just were in the right place at, at the right time all the time. Ineos too, whenever there was pressure coming on, when they looked like when that direction changed, it was Ineos who jumped to the front uh, as well. And, of course, um, uh, you know, quick step uh, also, you know, very mm. impressive. And, and bike exchange, they were – you know, yep. men, men on mission yesterday and they rode perfectly uh, just about all day. Um, but uh, it'll be a, a great finale uh, today. Hopefully the rain stays away. What's it, there, what's it like there right now, mate? Uh, a bit overcast. We're starting at Nicky Strobel's holiday pad. It's magnificent. So we've got some nice little lake down there. Um, yeah, but it is a bit overcast, so... So you can't, you went across that really big bridge to the finish yesterday, and now you've yeah. driven right across that island and over another small bridge to the mainland. Yes. Is that correct? Yeah, I don't know where we are. We're, we're <laughs> about 40 minutes from where it finished. Um, but we're just going start to start, so it's awesome. We, we oh, okay. pressures. You know, when you're yep. normally waiting around for three hours for the rides to come in, we can go off and go have a swim. and just that That's why you're fresh at the start every day. So what are you doing on the so t- tomorrow uh, is the transfer oh, yeah. day. So, we've got so the what are you guys doing? So uh, we're going to be getting to the airport early. So we'll see how we go trying to get a show out between the hours of eight and eight thirty in the morning. We'll just have to get to the airport early, check our bags in, and yep. then push our way through the hotel scrum, and then get on yep. the internet 
and then see if we can knock out a show. If there are any logistical issues, we'll let you guys know on social. So, well, we'll need to do one because we'll be talking about Caleb's great win. That's right. <laughs> okay. No dramas. <laughs> All right. All right, mate. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, as we always say, youtube.com forward slash detour podcast. Like, share, subscribe, tell your mates, and we'll see you again tomorrow. Be there, be square. That's it. Bye. This is the winning ride of the tournament.